the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. And business, we talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at shalomkline. So if it's Sunday, it means we're back on the show. And I'm thrilled to return with our amazing guest, the guru, the one and only Tom Mirabali. Tom, hello, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. It's great to have you. And I know our listeners seek out guidance and information from you all of the time. So it's another month. We're in Q2 of 2021. Crazy to believe it, but that means, people, it's another opportunity to do a bit of a reset whenever we have that milestone of beginning of a month, beginning of a quarter. Time to do that reset, and that means everybody should be looking at their health insurance coverage. And so many of our listeners turn to you, Tom Mirabali, the guru. So I wanted to, uh, <laughs> I wanted to kick it over to you. So tell us what's hot in the health insurance world. Oh, what's hot? is the short-term major medical plans with no maternity coverage for people of any age. That's what's hot. And nobody is, uh, I should say, nobody is really, unless they have pre-existing conditions, going to Obamacare because it's just outrageously priced. And the deductibles, oh, the total out-of-pocket costs exceed $8,000 when I can give people 100% coverage after $2,500 with no maternity coverage. That's what's hot. That is what's hot. So you find the right plan, the right solution for your uh, clients, wherever they might be and whatever their personal situation may, uh, may, uh, may be. So tell us about some of these situations, some of the calls, rather, that you've been receiving, which I know you return very, very rapidly. We'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes. But tell us a little bit about some of the people that you've been able to help. Well, I've been able to help uh, uh, people who, even with pre-existing conditions, you know, like insulin-dependent diabetes or cancer within the last five years, uh, uh, I can can help people with pre-existing conditions. Unfortunately, the only plan that I can put them with, or fortunately for them, would be the Affordable Care Act. Uh, I, d- I did one, uh, one Affordable Care Act uh, for an attorney and his daughter last week, and um, uh, he's happy with it. Uh, it's not reasonable in cost, but come on, you know, it's your daughter. So um, this is where people are finding themselves in a lot of trouble because 
they do have pre-existing conditions and they do have to pay a very high cost and out-of-pocket expense. For example, an out-of-pocket expense uh, could go as uh, high as your total premiums plus $8,550 for most of the Affordable Care Act plans that are now being available. Um, that are not on the exchange. This is just uh, uh, private market stuff. If people want to get a subsidy, then I uh, put them uh, in touch with the uh, marketplace or the exchange, and they see if uh, we qualify or they qualify for a premium tax credit. A premium tax credit is where the government steps in and helps a client pay for a portion of their eligible premium. Um, that's all dependent upon their income. And if people make under 16,000, that's one six, $16,000 in income, they could qual- they do qualify for Medicaid. So that, uh, that's how I can help people with lower incomes and naturally with the, um, unaffordable care act, as I call it. Wow. But, well, you you find the right plan and you guide people along, which is important. We we talk frequently when we have you on. Again, I'm chatting with uh, the guru of health insurance, Tom Mirabali. Uh, but Tom, we we speak often about uh, small business, and that's where I want to spend a, uh, a minute or two of our time uh, now. Yes. Small mm-hmm. businesses often, uh, of course, many tuning into this program um, are often struggling to find the right plan for their employees. But sometimes they don't have the buying power of their uh, of their large larger counterparts. Um, so a small business owner, let's say in Naperville, uh, that might be tuning in, uh, is going to go out for his 15 employees, uh, his or her 15 employees, and sure. uh, you know a, a variety of individuals. Um, in even that number 15, while 15 might seem like a small number, it is a big number to that small business owner, and it is a big big decision trying to find the right the right plan, the right cost, and so on. What would that process look like? Walk us through that intake, the questions you'd ask, and, and what you're able to do to make sure that the individuals within that company or organization are able to get the coverage that they need for their families. Well, if you're going with, let's say, a 15-person group and you want an actual group, the group has to comply with the Affordable Care Act. So that group has to have maternity coverage. So the premiums are going to be high um, or higher. Now, on the initial uh, group, 15-person group application, they don't really get into uh, a lot of underwriting questions. They do have underwriting questions, but they don't. Uh, how can I say exclude people because they don't really uh, have uh, the pre-existing conditions cancellation clauses. Now, group group of fifteen people after the first year of coverage. Now we start getting into claims that have been made during the course of that year. Okay, that first year. So when someone starts going for, let's call it counseling, let's say uh, someone's going for cancer treatment, uh, those are those bills are reflected in the second year premium. And usually those premiums uh, go substantially higher. So my counter to that, and this is going to sound a little strange, but uh, the counter to that is my short term plans or are my short term plans, because a group has to have 75% of the eligible, in quotes, eligible employees on their group plan. For example, 
if um, uh, an employee has a spouse with health insurance. That person, that employee is on the spouse's health insurance. They are not eligible for the new plan. So they're not even counted in the census for eligibility. So that 75% of those 15 people, you know, those people who have spousal uh, spousal, uh, health insurance are not counted in that 75%. Okay. So what I have done with a lot of groups is I have placed them on my short-term plans. Now on the onset, they may say, oh my gosh, that's going to be so much work. Well, wait a minute, who's doing the work? I'm doing the work. So, and I can, uh, you know, produce a quote in seconds. So uh, I could take people uh, like a 50-year-old man uh, with a $2,500 deductible. I can insure him through various products up to six months with one company, six months with another company, because that's what our illustrious governor has done to the short-term major medical plans, and get that person covered with a $2,500 100% coverage after the deductible for less than $6,000 a year. So that's what people are turning to. Under the Affordable Care Act, you're going to be spending over $17,000 for that 50-year-old person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you you definitely seek out the uh, the solutions um, for everybody, uh, regardless of where they might be. And uh, station identification over here again. I'm chatting with Tom Mirabali, health insurance expert, um, who works with individuals, um, helps to to uh, find solutions. We've been talking about the small business angle of this as well, which is so so important. And uh, and to Tom, you return your calls almost 24 hours a day. I know you are superhuman. Um, but you do take a little bit of rest. But when somebody reaches out to you, I know you are very, very, very responsive. And that's what people are looking for, especially in this era of 2021, a very responsive time frame. So, Tom, I want to make sure our listeners know where they can get a hold of you and your team and have conversations about their health insurance needs, find the right plan with the right pricing for their families, for their companies. How can people get a hold of you? No, they can call me at 630 863 Three four seven seven six three zero eight six three three four seven seven, or contact me at www.healthinsuranceplanschicago.com. That's www.healthinsuranceplanschicago.com. Fantastic, great, great stuff. And uh, Tom, how are you? Uh, how how do you find any uh, any downtime? Um. Well. When I, there is no downtime because, you know, I really like what I do and I love what I do. I, it's not that I like what I do. I love what I do. It, there's a difference. <laughs> you've been but, doing it for a long time. So, uh, yeah, so over 26 years. Benefit yeah. from your expertise. Well, Tom Mirabali, health insurance guru, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back on in the next couple of weeks for sure. So look forward to that. As always, check out my website, shellandflying.com. That's where you can download podcasts from the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Follow me on Twitter. Absolutely fine. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. We'll be right back and get down to business when we return. Hey, friends, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are back, and I've been looking forward to this conversation we've had scheduled for a little while. Uh, Cynthia Jai joins me. She is a voice coach, a professional speaker, and a best selling author. She's also a TEDx speaker and has helped clients from, believe it or not, 
46 countries across six continents. I have a feeling I know which continent she's missed. And I have a feeling it won't be long until she, uh, she reaches folks in uh, Antarctica. Um, so, Cynthia, welcome to the program. Sure. Thank you for having me. Shalom. Oh, it's great to have you. So let's talk about your background because there's always a story behind entrepreneurs. How do you get into your line of work of being able to, like you said, voice coach and professional speaker? Um, we'll talk about some of your writings in a moment. But how do you get into this? What's your story? Sure. So, you know, there's a saying that we teach what we needed to learn the most. So voice was one of the areas that I needed to learn the most. And when I was working on my own voice, I realized that not only I sounded more powerful, but also I felt more powerful. And when the opportunity arose uh, for me to become an entrepreneur, so voice was the area that I wanted to help more people with. I love it. Um, you've been able to help a lot of people, like we said, across the uh, across the world. So let's talk about your services. And of course, I'll make sure our listeners can find you. You wrote a book called Influence Through Voice. What is that key value proposition? What's that key challenge that you are uh, solving? And who needs to read your book? Mm, okay. So the key challenge that the book uh, was trying to solve is that a lot of people, they have great content, but their voice uh, is not able to deliver the content, is not able to deliver the power of the content they have. So that's uh, what the book will help them with. And for those who want to, not only that they have great message, they have great insights, uh, but also that if they want to bring that insights, bring that uh, wisdom, bring that knowledge they have across through the power of their voice, then that's the book for them. So it sounds like all of our entrepreneur listeners should be checking out that, uh, that fantastic book and that fantastic writing. So you've traveled all over the place. You've spoken to a lot of different places. What's some of the topics um, that, that you've been able to, uh, to cover uh, generally on that subject of, uh, of voice? Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and tell us about some of the success stories the people you've been able to inspire. Sure. So one of the topics I speak on is the title of my book, which is Influence Through Voice. And the other one is Be Heard With Your Powerful Voice. So especially Be Heard With Your Powerful Voice, uh, there are a lot of stories that I have. So for example, one client, when he came to me, uh, it was a coaching client. So when he came to me, he was I could see that he was almost depressed. So uh, he was not able to be heard in meetings. He was not respected by his talent with his boss. And he was very worried about his job. And uh, so when we started working together, and I started to notice that not only his voice was changing, but also the way that he felt was changing. So when we finished working together, he asked me, he said, Cynthia, what change did you see in me? I said, the biggest change I saw in you is not just your voice, but your happiness. I noticed that you become happier. And then he said, now that you mentioned, uh, I am getting happier. And uh, so he started to become the person that his boss 
came to whenever it comes to presentations, because he could speak with a more powerful voice, convey a much stronger message. So now he no longer worries about his job security. Instead, he becomes the asset of his department. So、um, that also brought, yeah, brought not only brought the happiness, the security to him in his job, but also his family. So he noticed that his relationship with his wife and with his kid、uh, was also improving. Wow! Wow! And Cynthia,、uh, I, I, I'm really, really curious. We're having this conversation in the still early part of 2021,、um, Our time, our, our sort of environment that we've been in, has been described as one of the most rapidly evolving periods of of、yes. society in general. And people are certainly shifting to embracing technology. COVID has has escalated and accelerated that. So people are constantly having conversations、um, via email, all sorts of different means. Has that impacted the power of voice? Has it has it made、uh, voice less important? And perhaps the technology that much more important. Curious to get your reaction. <laughs> no, so the technology will never replace not only the voice but also the importance of the voice, because、uh, ever since last year, there are two more and more people coming to me. They said, "Now I'm having Zoom meetings all the time, and I realize that my voice is not being heard, or my voice needs improvement." I said your voice problems had already existed long before the pandemic. It's just that Zoom meetings amplified your voice problems. So I think the、uh, pandemic made people become more aware of the voice. So,、uh, but technology will not replace the power、oh. of the voice. Wow! Again, I'm chatting with Cynthia Jai, who is、uh, a voice coach, professional speaker, best-selling author.、Uh, the book is called "Influence Through Voice," and I encourage all of our listeners to、uh, to get a copy. And we'll talk about where they can get a copy in a moment.、Uh, but Cynthia, one of your titles we just mentioned is a voice coach. So,、mm-hmm. again, I guess I'm going back to who is the ideal uh, individual uh, that might be tuning in that needs a voice coach. Um, and and why should they talk to you?、Mm, okay. So for those people who have realized that they have a powerful message,、uh, but whenever they are conveying that message, it was not really having the impact that they had wished for. So, for example, some of my clients said, "Oh, I am the only expert in the room, but when I'm speaking, people are yawning." <laughs> so.、Uh, You you don't want people to yawn. You want people to hang on every word that you're saying. So if you have the similar challenge where that you have a powerful message, but your voice is not bringing out the impact of your message, then you can come and talk to me, and we'll see that、uh, whether and how I can help you. I love it. I love it. And what I also love is, based on the conversation we just had about technology, is that you have embraced technology and you actually do voice coaching through Skype and through Zoom. And、uh, mm-hmm. as you say on your website, it allows、uh, business owners. I'll focus this、uh, comment to all the entrepreneurs tuning in to ensure that your vocal image is sounding more polished, professional, and powerful,、um, so you can have the same impact even when we're living 
in this sort of virtual world. So Cynthia, we're at the point in our conversation where I want to make sure our listeners, again, are able to uh, find a copy of your book, as well as make sure that they can schedule that, as we said, virtual consultation. Uh, Cynthia, where can people learn more about uh, full voice consulting? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the book, they can go to Amazon, and then on Amazon, they can search Influence Through Voice, Cynthia. Then they'll be able to find the book and order from Amazon. And uh, so if they want to talk to me, they can go to my website, which is PowerfulExecutiveVoice.com. PowerfulExecutiveVoice.com. So from there, they not only can schedule a consultation with me, but also they can download a three-part free video series where I take them step-by-step on how they can develop their powerful voice to be heard and respected. Well, Cynthia Jai, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Again, uh, she has helped clients from 46 countries across six continents in helping their voices speak with impact and conviction and engage and inspire people to embrace change and take action and say it any better than that visit the website powerfulexecutivevoice.com or go on amazon influence through voice cynthia and you'll find that book that i certainly have found quite inspirational cynthia thanks for joining us on the program sure thank you for having me absolutely a pleasure well we are going to squeeze in the headlines a quick break always love having having a conversation um, with our amazing uh, business owners in the Chicagoland area. Uh, get on my website, shalomkline.com, that you can download podcasts from the past seven plus years. The shows, be, be sure you are clicking rate, subscribe, and share. It makes it easier for other entrepreneurs to find the program. Again, a quick break, more small business jobs and entrepreneurship on Get Down to Business when we return in a moment. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. We talk all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship every week, Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. But did you know I have another podcast called We All Serve, where I interview military leaders, yes, folks that have put the uniform on and have demonstrated their service on a daily basis. Um, and so we have those conversations. Check out the We All Serve podcast on um, my website. You can visit shalomkline.com. That's where you can also uh, download other, um, other episodes of Get Down to Business. But I know everybody is struggling with this uh, sort of virtual networking. And we talk about it each week on Get Down to Business. But um, I, there is a way to break through. There is a way um, to have the best darn pandemic-driven virtual networking experience that you've ever had in the world. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about over the next few minutes. Um, many virtual networking events, and it's not hard to find them, just search for your local chambers of commerce, um, so they are out there. Many virtual networking events will begin with an icebreaker or a chat as, as they wait for people to join. Because let's face it, people do show up late. Many participants will answer the question the host asks, but few try to engage with one another during that time. So if somebody's sharing something of interest to you, and by the way, the same thing holds true in regular corporate meetings as well, feel free to comment on this. You may not be able to have an entire conversation on the topic, but you can certainly make someone feel good by listening and interacting with them. Uh, the second thing that I want to say is to prepare your intro. Virtually every meeting, every event has an introduction moment. You could spend the first few minutes of the networking event trying to think about what you're going to write, 
the way you come up with ahead of time, you simply copy and paste it when you're asked to introduce yourself. The benefits for preparing this ahead of time is that you can perfect the messaging so you can say exactly what, it, what you want to and not succumb to the pressure of trying to think of something on the spot. It also makes you more present for others who are sharing the same time. If you were trying to come up with something in the moment, your focus most likely will be on your own words. When it is, and it should be for other people to have the most effective networking time. And again, the same thing holds true in business meetings as well on Zoom. Make sure you're thinking ahead, planning, preparing, and prepare like you would for an in-person networking event. If you were attending an in-person networking event at the Chamber of Commerce, you would likely look at the list of attendees, decide who you want to meet. The list isn't available ahead of time. You would still give some thought about the types of people you would want to meet. So what's your goal behind attending this networking event? Are you new in town and just like to meet like-minded people? Are you, like most business professionals, looking for sales? Maybe you're looking to partner with a specific skill set. Whatever your goal, have somebody in mind who you would want to meet with. This is no different in a virtual environment. The only difference between an in-person networking event and a virtual one is that everyone involved in the virtual happy hour will get to be part of the conversation. But you still have certain people who are more interested in meeting when it comes to your business goals. So keep in mind, while you have a goal and you want to meet someone specifically to help with that, it's important to involve everyone in the conversation. If you want to be well-regarded at the end of the virtual meeting, don't leave anyone out. But knowing who you want to meet is still important. That's when the next tip comes in, which is get contact information. Building on that previous idea, since you're going to be interacting in a large group and not one-on-one, it would likely be close too impossible for you to solidify the type of relationship you were looking for that will lead you to attain your goal during the virtual meeting. That's why you want to get in contact information. Most virtual networking meetings will ask participants to share their contact information. You've prepared and know who it is that you want to connect with, and you want to make sure that you get their contact information before the end of the call. In some situations, you may be able to replay the call, the recording, or access it after it's live. That content is available later, we'll tell you where to find it. And ask why. There's time for interacting between participants. It's always best to fill it with questions for others. When you ask questions and listen to responses that people feel valued. If you don't have a good question based on the conversation that's taking place, often asking why can further the conversation. And people you're talking to at this virtual event are at home with the same face all day, every day. They have a new audience now and they want to take advantage of that. So if you're a good listener, ask good questions and get people involved in the conversation. It will stand out from the other networkers and bring that positive attitude. Everybody's scared, annoyed, worried about the future. And if you don't take that health threat seriously, a threat to business is one that weighs heavily on all of our minds. So it's easy for virtual networking events to turn into a sob story. People don't need that right now. Avoid the negatives and make sure that you are saying a positive message. Yes, everybody needs to vent, but leave that at home. Leave that off the screen. Share what is timely. Share those virtual specials, a promotion. And one of the most important things that you can do is write a review. Write a review online for any businesses that you interact with and connect people. Use all of those contacts that you've come across and make sure you're connecting the dots with other people. People like people that pay it forward. People like uh, folks that, 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 that continue to uh, givers gain, follow that mentality. So hopefully you found some of those tips, advice, information helpful. Again, it is possible to survive and even thrive in a virtual networking environment. And these tips hold true whether it's a networking event or your latest or greatest business meeting. Put it into practice. Let me know what you think. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. Contact me through the website. 
Let me know what has worked for you. Who knows? I might just share it on the air with our fellow listeners. So that, uh, that hopefully will, uh, will help you. Don't touch that dial, Chicago. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shellandkline.com. Follow me on Twitter at shellandkline. And again, make sure you are checking out our podcast, Get Down to Business, and we all serve on your favorite podcast app. Again, a quick break. More small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So I've been sharing some tips with all of you listeners. And I know that one of the most challenging aspects of entrepreneurship is time management. Time management is indeed challenging. And you would think it should be easier because we are, in many cases, working remotely. Maybe we're not spending as much time going from meeting to meeting. Um, uh, with uh, transit times in the car or public transportation, things like that. But it just seems we've been booking ourselves tighter and tighter and tighter. What I recommend uh, is that you start to embrace technology for your time management. That's right. No, I'm not talking about technology being another drain on your time. I'm talking about actually trying to make an investment in using a platform to help you manage your time, not just for your meetings, but frankly, also for your tasks. So, I mean, raise your hand. I mean, that virtual hand right now, managing your time during the COVID-19 pandemic means that the lines between the office, home, your kids, schoolwork are now blurring together. Maybe they're not existing at all. You couldn't raise your hands because you're listening in uh, in the car or you're listening on a, con- on a conference call while also messaging your boss while also shouting homework directions to your kid. I actually do understand time management is a challenge. So you have to plot your schedule. Make sure the first piece is the low-tech aspect of this. And that involves actually just having a conversation with whomever you are with at home. Looking at your week, who's taking care of house duties, childcare, and then putting it on a shared calendar app. And there's so many good ones that are out there. There's Google Calendar, Outlook, of course, Time Tree, or even written on a piece of paper hanging on the refrigerator. You might also consider using an approach um, that I've only recently learned about called windowed work. If your job, your company allows for it, in contrast to a nine to five schedule, your schedule blocks of time throughout the day for business and personal activities. In a recent survey that I read about prior to this conversation, 73% of professionals reported that this approach helps them be more productive. So maybe you'll start work super early, take an hour, take care of some personal items, get back to work. You're still going to put in those same eight hours or more into your day. Second piece that I want to share is about designating spaces. You've probably heard this before. You need to choose separate rooms or areas around the house and designate the expectations for each. For example, the desk you set up in your bedroom is only for work. The living room is only for leisure and the kitchen table is only for meals and kids' schoolwork. This helps you create the connection between that physical space and what to mentally focus on. Using your living room for Netflix binging might make it trickier to get in work mode while sitting with your laptop on the couch to find the best spots in the house to work and play and try to keep it consistent and explore productivity apps. There's so many good ones that are out there. Evernote, Focus Booster, check those out. Just Google it and dress like you're going to the office. Don't just throw on a pair of sweats every day. This might not seem like a time management tip, 
But indeed, having a routine, getting up at the same time each day, wearing clothes you wouldn't mind going out in public in, can help you get in the frame of mind to focus on your work projects. And when you're focused, you manage your time more effectively. And treat free time like work meetings. It's important to continue taking breaks like you normally would in an office setting. Schedule them on your calendar like you would for any other work meeting, even if it's just for 10 minutes at a time. Not only does this mean you'll get a reminder, it's also a chance to block your calendar so colleagues can see you're busy. Use your free time to take a quick walk, have water cooler talk with your coworkers, which also is known as your family or pets, and minimize your social media distractions. Are you finding that social media is constantly distracting you? Log out of your social media accounts during work time so you're less inclined to use them. You can remove them from your web browser shortcuts or try working on a private or incognito browser so you can't auto-log in to any social media pages. Be transparent with your manager. Again, the typical workday may not be the most realistic if you have family obligations competing for your time. You might also notice that you're more productive during non-traditional hours, such as before your house wasted time or after dinner time. But you're trying to stick to a set schedule or take that aforementioned windowed work approach. Communicate openly with your manager so you're on the same page about availability and work hour expectations. And set boundaries that work for you. Now that your commute home after work might just mean a walk from your kitchen table to your couch, as I mentioned in the beginning of the segment, it can be difficult to end your workday definitively. Having mobile access to work email and apps can also make shutting down a challenge. Maintain a healthy work-life balance. Set an alarm to remind yourself when to end your workday. Turn your computer off and store it somewhere away from where you are so you're not tempted to keep checking in. Some people even disable notifications for work-related apps on their mobile phones at the end of the day. Final tip, include your work hours in your email signature or as a status or away message, if possible. That can help down on colleagues reaching out to you outside of your work hours. So again, embrace the technology for sure, but also embrace the low-tech options. A lot of that involves communication, setting expectations with people around you, and that includes your home, coworkers, your spouse, your friends, your family members, but also your boss, your supervisor, and make sure they understand what is possible, what is not possible, set the parameters, and you'll find that scheduling will become a breeze. Scheduling will become easier with that in mind because you're going to be able to, uh, to have the, the structure for success. And you'll find that when you have the structure, your meetings will become so much more focused and you will be more productive, whether it's sales, marketing, or even operations. So I hope you found those tips helpful. As always, I encourage you to get in touch with me uh, so you can share some of that information uh, of what's working for you. And as always, I encourage you to get in touch with our wonderful sponsors that get down to business. The good uh, Tom Mirabali from healthplanchicago.com or Irina Freeman from Chicago Signature Limo. For all of your transportation needs, Chicago Signature Limo is now expanding in Florida and uh, available for uh, those cross-country trips where you just might feel a little bit more safe uh, rather than jumping on an airplane and wanting to put your family in a, uh, in a secure vehicle uh, that has been thoroughly sanitized. So check out their website, chicagosignaturelimo.com. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. A little bit more tips, advice, information here on Get Sense of Business when we return. Hey, welcome back. Certainly a hot topic right now as we have this conversation in the beginning of Q2 of 2021. It means that it's also April, which means it's also tax season. 
So there's been a lot of changes. There have been a lot of changes that I wanted to make sure. Ordinarily, we don't get too knee deep into the, uh, into the financial aspect over here, but this is super important. Here's what you need to know. If you're like me, you probably never want to think about 2020 again. There's one lingering, little bit lingering ghost from last year that you need to get rid of before you can truly move on for good. That's your 2020 taxes. Thanks to the coronavirus and a lot of other things, a lot has changed about the 2021 tax season. So I don't want you to get blindsided. So let's dig into what's new for this tax season, what's staying the same. Here's the main things that you need to know. The big tax deadline is moving target. The IRS recently extended the deadline for all federal tax returns and payments to May 17th of 2021. Um, the standard deduction also increased and income tax brackets also increased. Wow, that's just scratching the surface. Let's break down the details so you can file your taxes with confidence this year. First thing that I'll say is you do need to get in touch with a qualified expert. I'm not trying to share any uh, professional advice with you. Get in touch with an accountant, somebody, a financial advisor that can help you. But the reality is that a lot has changed. There are now higher standard deductions in 2020. So when you pay tax, you have the option of taking the standard deduction or itemizing your deductions, calculating your deductions one by one. Itemizing is more of a hassle, but it's worth it if your itemized deductions exceed the amount of the standard deduction. So uh, a couple of reasons why you might start itemizing is uh, you might want to look at, uh, of course, your uh, any of the medical expenses, charitable and business deductions, and of course, the earned income tax credit. That, again, things are changing right now. So you thought you were done with the coronavirus. Now that it's 2021, unfortunately, the coronavirus has also created a ripple effect that, again, is going to be felt when you sit down to file your taxes for last year. Remember those stimulus checks? We've just received another one. As part of the CARES Act, $2 trillion went out in uh, involving $1,200, up to $1,200 in the form of the stimulus checks in millions of Americans. The good news is that your stimulus check is not counting as taxable income. Instead, it's like a refundable tax credit. And basically, what that means is that your stimulus check is sort of an advance on money you would have received anyway as part of your tax refund in 2021. And for small business owners that are out there, and I know that you are listening, remember the Paycheck Protection Program. So that is, uh, those are uh, expenses uh, that could be deducted from your taxable income. So that's a little bit of good news. But remember, you have to get your loan forgiveness application approved by the Small Business Administration before you're off the hook for the amount that you borrowed. And unfortunately, so many people, we all know them, that uh, have uh, lost their jobs. The pandemic stalled a large part of the economy, and many people found themselves at work, maybe even just temporarily, and turned to unemployment insurance for help. So uh, when uh, President Biden uh, passed the coronavirus relief package, a lot of things change, which means that the first $10,000 of unemployment benefits are tax-free if your annual household income is less than $150,000. This can mean a few different things for you. You're probably going to owe less than you thought on taxes, and this is important um, because we all can use those uh, dollars and cents in our own household. So again, most important thing that I want you to take away is remember that you now have a couple of extra weeks, but don't take advantage too much of that extra time. Um, because it's going to be here right before you know it, May 17th. And make sure you are checking your state guidelines to make sure you're not going to miss that filing deadline wherever you might be. But get in touch with a professional that can help you filing your taxes. Trust me, you don't want to do it yourself. That shoebox is just going to get larger and larger and larger. So get on it, get organized, 
and make sure you're paying attention to all of the changes that have occurred because of COVID and frankly, for so many other reasons. Again, what a great conversation we have had with so many great entrepreneurs. Get in touch with me and download podcasts from my website, shalomkline.com. Be sure to download and share Get Down to Business with your business colleagues, friends, family. You won't regret it. They won't regret it. Check out my website, shalomkline.com. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here on AM560 of The Answer. 